Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. I'm Vicki, and I am real excited today because I have a fellow career coach here with me. So I'm joined today by Jamie Beck. And Jamie, would you say hi and introduce yourself and tell us about your family's homeschool journey? Sure. Um, My name is Jamie Beck, and I live on the Central Coast in California. And I have a 12-year-old daughter who homeschools. We homeschool through a private uh, or a private charter and or public charter sorry and we um, do a lot of unschooling and then I have a son who is seven who would like to homeschool but is very shy and his dad prefers that he go to school so we're still navigating that but he's doing well he's thriving and um, my daughter and I go and volunteer so we feel like we're part of it um, yeah. And, you know, there's not one right way to educate your kids. Yeah. So we're yeah. and I take them out as often as I like, which is also nice. And the teachers. Support That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. So tell me a little bit about how you guys got started homeschooling and how you got into the focus in your life on careers. Um, sure. I my daughter was two and I came home from a job um, that was very stressful And um, her dad was a stay-at-home parent, and I was working. And I came home, and I thought I had myself together from my horrible day. I had decompressed in the car for about 20 minutes, stopped crying, and I thought I had pulled myself together when I walked in. And at two, two and a half years old, she patted me on the back and said, it's okay, Mommy, I love you. And it, like... Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, like, (laughs) crushed me. And... um, I wasn't doing career counseling at the time. I was doing it prior to that. But in that moment, it hit me that we develop a negative work connotation watching our parents. And Mm -hmm. I immediately created a plan to figure out how to be self-employed when I went to bed that night. Um, And I started off doing uh, career education with children zero to five through um, a board book that I created. And it failed miserably. But that's kind of what launched me into doing career education with my daughter starting at age two and a half. So really, you started with a children's board book, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a failure in that it launched you into the next part of life. Exactly. It just might not have been a, a success in making you lots of money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's, a, you know, one of the things we work with our kids is permission to fail. Yes. And to, to, as John Maxwell calls it, failing forward. So it sounds like you failed forward very well. Yes, I did, actually. So... Um, The board book was a disaster, but it launched me into this concept of being very deliberate with my daughter about uh, how we look at the world of work. And so um, Mm. I didn't intentionally set out to homeschool her, but after we tried, you know, three preschools, we tried a dual immersion kindergarten, we tried a hybrid charter program. Um, It just, nothing was working for her in terms of... Mm meeting all of her needs and Uh so what we ended up deciding on was basically unschooling through a charter program that allows us to use the funds to explore careers so Mm. um, my daughter loves Broadway and she would like to be on Broadway someday she is um, in some performances locally where she's actually paid however in our house I don't teach her to say when I grow up, I want to be a Broadway singer or dancer. Uh Um, Instead, she has to say when I grow up, I want to work with Broadway. 
And so my approach to career education with everyone, um, whether they're children or adults, is to not say, when I grow up, I want to be a, Mm -hmm. instead it's I want to work with. And so the reason that happens is because if you look back through how we learn about career education, starting when we're children, we dress up in the uniformed positions. Fast forward Mm -hmm. to high school, those are the same jobs that people still want to be. Fast forward Mm -hmm. to adulthood, those are the things people set out to be but didn't didn't make it in. And so Mm -hmm. um, when I work with children or adults or teens, I find that we know a handful of jobs. We spend a lot of time in school learning facts that are random, like the state capitals. Mm -hmm. And I was actually in a room full Mm -hmm. of librarians this week doing a training and None of them knew the state capital of Kentucky, and it's Frankfurt. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) we memorize that, and we spend all of these hours. And what we don't teach kids instead is what are you going to do with 24% of your week? And so my premise for teaching my daughter and others is you can never become what you don't know exist. So I kind of went back and did a calculation of when we're parents, we get sent flyers that say, save a dollar a day for college, save $5 a day for college. And instead, Mm -hmm. I don't save $5 a day, which is $32,850. I teach five jobs a day. So when Mia's 18, she'll know 32,850 jobs. That is really cool. Yeah. Now, how do you do that? So um, with unschooling, it's it's pretty easy. Um, it's not always a deliberate, let's sit down and learn five jobs, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's a constant mm-hmm. conversation in our house. So it's it's more informal, conversational, not sit down and now we're doing career exploration or lecture yes. time. Like mm-hmm. we're not counting how many we know. It's how she looks at the world. So um, Mia does theater. So she um, auditions and and gets cast in a few things during the year. She goes to a makerspace with her charter school funds a few days a week where she learns how to do things like um, ceramics and woodshop. And those are skills that she's learning to be a maker. So perhaps when she works with Broadway, maybe she'll end up in set design or props. Uh, She's taking sewing through 4-H, and so she's going to learn how to be able to do all of her costumes. Mm -hmm. Um, In October, it's our Halloween month, and so what she does literally all month long is make her Halloween costumes and scarecrows to enter in competitions. Uh, Last year, she made a mechanical scarecrow that moved. um, Oh, my goodness. And she uh, made a vending machine for her Halloween costume, and people thought it was actually real and tried to buy snacks. Snacks out of it. And so um, we, those are skills that it's like, wow, like, you know, maybe I'm not going to be the actress on Broadway. Maybe I will be, but now I have everything I need to go into costuming and set design and props. Um, she's going to be learning how to do lighting in the next few years. That's on our plan. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. She's taking some different types of dance that are unique to build her resume. Um, like Irish dancing, for example. Uh, mm-hmm. um, she teaches classes, and so um, she's she's very well spoken. So part of being um, in Broadway is also being able to advocate for yourself and being able to go and talk to people um, or to network with people. And so uh, since she's been eight, she's been um, she watched YouTube videos to learn how to balloon twist. 
And she realized oh. that knowing 10 balloon twists was enough to uh-huh. start a business. And so she does birthday parties. Uh, she taught a class for Parks and Rec. And she teaches in the library. So they literally pay her $75 for an hour class. Um, and she comes in and facilitates a class that they've actually said is better than some of the adults they hire. Um, she's very- That's adorable. Now, how do you facilitate that as a mom? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um Mia has a very strong personality. And so um, one of the things that's interesting about her is even like music lessons are hard for her because she feels like she's cheating. Um, If she's not teaching herself and creating the song herself, she has this issue with like, I can't do that because it wasn't my idea and it's not mine. Um, So she's definitely an independent learner there. She is. And so... um, Something like teaching her balloon class, um, I, I present for a living. So she's she's watched me, you know, t- teach and present. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, she kind of knows the fundamentals of it. But an interesting thing that happened this month is she was preparing for a 4-H presentation she was doing. She created a um, cupcake uh, demonstration for the judges. Normally people just get up and it's like, this is how you decorate a cupcake, but she made it a game mm-hmm. show, like the nailed it or failed it on Netflix. And she brought judges <laughs> up to compete. And, uh, the first time she did it, it was very, um, it was very improv and she knew the basic outline and, but she, everything was just in the moment. And then the next time she did it, I said, well, let's script the first, five minutes and the last five minutes and then you can play in between and she hated it and uh so we went through that whole thing of you tried to help me too much and uh, it wasn't me and I just want to do my own thing and I feel like I'm cheating if you help me and so um so I've really learned to back off and um if she fails it's a healthy failure like you said Um, Because I've given her the tools to support her the last 10 years to let her try anything she wants. So unschooling becomes also very expensive because she has lots of hobbies and interests. Um, Uh But we utilize our local resources as much as possible. Like right now, she's um, creating a sewing outfit for a 4-H competition. And she wants to put some of the fabric on the shoes that she's going to wear. Um, and so we're unstitching them right now. And then I'm going to go try to find some sort of a shoemaker, if there's such a thing left, um, and see if they'll share their trade with her um, and let her just come in and use their equipment to sew back the fabric on the shoes. So we try to be very resourceful. Yeah. Um, yeah. And these are all resume building activities. So Mia has a resume since second grade um, of everything she's done. I just I just uh, catalog it and keep it. Um, and those are like, look at all the cool careers we've tried. Look at all the things we've tried that you've hated. Um, so one example of <clears throat> how we use unschooling too to explore careers is if she mentions to me something she's interested in, um, I wouldn't say I try to set up a scenario where she might fail, but um, let me fast forward a little bit. When I work with high schoolers, if they're saying they want to be a doctor and they've never, you know, seen all of the things that are going to happen related to being a doctor or let's use a veterinarian Um, veterinarians if you have a child that says I love animals veterinarians work with sick bloody and gutty animals Um, might have to euthanize the animal yeah and so 
I'm very upfront and honest with people about this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, when we candy coat things and we, we say, oh, you want to be a doctor? Let's, let me support you in that. But we're not honest. They fail without a backup. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of times when people say, I want to be a doctor, it's really that they want to help people. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that they have an interest in medicine or, you know, 10 years of schooling or yeah. chemistry. Um, yeah. And so Mia had said for a while, I'd like to be an archaeologist. And in the back of my head, I thought like, okay, cool. Like I know she loves digging and finding things and learning about Egypt and learning about dinosaurs and rocks. We're part of a rock group. Um, and so I've, I've, you know, made that available to her. We've joined the rock group. We go out doing different things. She watches lots of documentaries and reads lots of books. Um, but I wanted her to get a real sense of what it is. So I took her on a field trip that was planned through um, our charter and it was to go shark tooth hunting. And we were all super excited. We got there. It was amazing, but it was 110 degrees. Uh, yeah. And yeah. so she's digging and, you know, she's growing impatient after about an hour because she hadn't found anything. So I was like, check. That's life point number one. Uh-huh. This is a long process. You're uh-huh. not going to find something all the time. And then after about two hours, she's like, I can't handle the heat. I'm getting so sick. I need mm-hmm. to go home. And we had found a good collection of shark teeth by that point um, with the help of the guide. But um, it was a great conversation on the way yeah. home, you know, being yeah. an archaeologist. So I think um, we've been so deliberate about eliminating things that she may not want to do for mm-hmm. 24% of her week. That's that's kind yeah. of the goal. So it's not always exposure. Sometimes it's elimination. Well, and I think that's so very valuable is, is when you give young people experiences, it helps them discover for themselves yes. what, what, what fits well with them. And uh, yeah, I can remember working with uh, one of our local homeschoolers many years ago. And as long as I had known her, she always wanted to be a vet. And she wanted to work with horses and cows, you know, the large animals. And so when she was a think junior in high school, she did a six-week apprenticeship with a vet, just rode with the vet and, and yes. you know, was assisting her in any way that was appropriate. And what she found was she didn't want to be a vet. And what what broke it for her was that vets have to go on call any time of day or night. Yes. <laughs> and uh, she also had this value is she wanted to get married and have a family and have a routine, you know, have supper together. And, you know, she valued routine very much and that vets do not have that. And so she she says, well, that one's eliminated, but it also in eliminating that one helped her to explore other things rather than go waste all that money on college and find out the hard way. Right. Right. So you, you have done all this rich experiencing with your daughter and helping her see just like in the theater, there are so many different kinds of jobs that she could explore if she wanted to go into a career in that way. Um, so what do you do with that in your own personal career now? Cause you are also doing um, career work with other kids. 
Yes, so I primarily speak in libraries um, in California. I have some grants that allow me to go in and do free workshops. Mm -hmm. um, but I also do um, what I call brain sorting assessments. And so a lot of assessments that you may have a high schooler take um, will measure what they know. Um, mm -hmm. It'll also ask them things that are leading. So, for example, if they know they want to be a doctor and it says, would you like to work in a hospital? Of course, they're going to say yes. Um, mm -hmm. Would you like to work with sick people? Of course, they're going to say yes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I do a lot of different types of questions. I mm -hmm. want to know, for example, what's on their internet browsing history. So yesterday... Oh, what a great question. Okay, yes, go ahead. <laughs> yes. So like yesterday, um, Mia felt like she didn't do enough, maybe educationally for the day. And so she like went and watched a documentary about the Titanic. And I was like, oh, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, well, I was going to go do this, but then I thought I should do something educational. So I'm watching the documentary about the Titanic. And I couldn't get her off of it to come and eat dinner. She was like so fascinated. I don't have mm. to ask her to go do something. So mm -hmm. when you look at your child's browser, like hers are things like, you know, the Titanic, five-minute crafts, cake decorating, uh, sewing, um, Broadway musicals. It's like what she loves. And it's, mm -hmm. it's very telling. So if you have a child mm -hmm. that's saying, oh, I want to go into engineering, and they're not watching any science-related videos, they're not visiting science-related websites, they're not uh, looking at things and how they work and studying that, it's a clue that that may not be what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, so I love that question, and it tells me yeah. so much. Um, and then I love asking the question, um, where would you donate a million dollars? Um, what's the cause? Mm. And so mm. this tells me a lot. Sometimes I'll have someone say like, oh, I want to um, be a doctor and cure cancer. But they would donate a million dollars to animals. Um, uh -huh. And so it's like, okay, well, where's that coming from? And let's look at that. Mm -hmm. it was, the, the answer mm -hmm. wasn't cancer. And so these are really telling questions. Um, another one that I love to ask is, um, what do you save up money for? Or, or what do you buy or what do you collect? Um, even something like um, someone uh, collecting Pokemon cards can be very telling about what they're interested mm -hmm. in. Um, mm -hmm. For example, we make, um, for our math lessons, uh, I, I use Pokemon cards. And so I taught my son to read sight words through Pokemon cards. So okay. he wasn't getting wig <laughs> and jig and... Yeah. Those types of things. things that were meaningful to yes, him. Yeah. But there are Pokemon that are like iggly puff and wiggly tough. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we make a curriculum based on what he spends his money on. And so mm -hmm. those are the types of things I really try to get parents in tune with about like homeschooling doesn't have to be a struggle if you tap into mm -hmm. those things for your kids. Um, so, yeah. for example, uh, as I apply it into careers, even. If someone is always sketching trees and animals and they're always like um, watching nature videos and they're thinking about majoring in art, there's literally a whole scientific illustration certificate program at Monterey um, State. And it's mm -hmm. you wouldn't know about it necessarily, but it's all about how to draw plants and animals and sketch them. It, you're not learning any other type of art. It's just that scientific illustration that's very real and accurate. Yeah. Um, but if you if you didn't 
connect those things and that was your passion, you might just end up in art and then now you're having to draw people and cars and like things that don't matter to you. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. The, the lovely thing is helping teens notice themselves. You know, what do you spend your money on? If you had a million dollars, what would you do? And what's your browser history look like? Teens can then understand themselves better. And that is truly a really excellent investment because you want to get into a career if possible that really is um, a good fit for body and soul. Yes. They're going so, to be working yeah. and sleeping for 50 years of their life. So they need an amazing mattress and an amazing job. Um, I love the yeah. quote. <laughs> so, and I really do explore. I don't know if my daughter will go to college because we have so many plans mm-hmm. before she even turns 18. Um, and uh-huh. there's so many resources to learn them right now in the present that yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll Yeah. Well, and that's the thing we're finding is that that not everybody's called to go to college and why go get yourself in major debt if you don't need to. But if you need to, you know, to go in wisely. And that's that's what career exploration, however you do it, looks like. So, Jamie, would you tell folks how to find you if they would like to get in touch with you about what you do and your resources? Sure. Um, my website is Career Vision by Jamie, J-A-M-I-E. Dot com, um, And there you can kind of uh, look at some of the resources. Um, I'll list this podcast there as well. There's another podcast they can listen to. Um, I have some resources that they can check out. Um, and I also offer, it's called a brain sort. So basically, um, they can have their child take some um, questions, like I mentioned, there's about 20 or 30 of them. And then the parents each write me an email. Um, about their hopes and dreams and worries for their teen, um, struggle areas, things mm-hmm. they're working through. And then mm-hmm. I piece it all together back in an email for you. I spend about four hours curating actual links and resources. So, for example, if mm-hmm. your child's thinking of majoring in engineering um, and they don't know what school to go to, I can take their areas of interest and help you find a good school. Um, because, mm-hmm. for example, if they want to engineer cars, it doesn't do them any good to choose the best ranked engineering school because they may have a grant to fund um, medical, mechanical uh, products. And right. so I'm really able yeah, to help those yeah. parents piece that together. Um, and then I also have a, a so Facebook site uh-huh. called Career Vision Minute. And daily I try to post uh-huh. um, just cool stuff that's happening like, oh, here's a a college program called uh, Shakespeare and Autism. Here's an apprenticeship in being a maker. Um, Here's a scholarship. Mm, Here's mm -hmm. um, an art contest. Here's a work at home Mm -hmm. job for teens that love memes. You know what? And that's, that's such a good idea to, to explore all those things. So Jamie, if you would send me your links and I will put them right in the show notes and people can just click the links and find you and those resources because career exploration in my heart is one of the most important gifts we can give our kids. So, well, I should wrap it up here, but thank you, Jamie, for connecting your time with mine. I know we're across the nation from each other and uh, it's not as easy to find a time that we can both get together. And I know you worked hard to make that happen. So thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And thanks for your, your work too. Yeah. Thanks everybody for 
tuning in to the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by sevensistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Mm-hmm.